At Atlas Copco, we strive to be the most attractive industrial company in our segments and target markets. Our strong culture of innovation is a result of having great people on board, committed and encouraged to grow and reach their full potential. With the belief that passionate people make the difference, the People Podcast is one channel where we get to explore and deep dive into topics within people and culture. For those of you who listened to our previous episodes, welcome back. We release new episodes on a quarterly basis, and the program today is our 12th release. I'm Cecilia Sandberg, Head of HR for the Atlas Copco Group, and with me I have Dorna Eriksson Shafi, VP Talent and Learning for the group. And our topic today will be organizational culture. What is it, and why should we care? What reflects a strong culture, and how do we nurture and grow it? Please join us. So Dorna, today we're going to talk about one of my absolute favorite topics, culture. Culture is one of the most intangible yet fundamental parts of a company. It's hard to define, but when it's right, it is deeply felt. But how important is the culture of an organization? And is it possible to improve? Let's start by first exploring what organization culture is all about. Sounds good. Let's dive right in. Organizational culture refers to a company's mission, objectives, and values that guides its employees. Culture is simply put how organizations do things. It is consistent, observable patterns of behavior in an organization. To quote Aristotle, a wise man, we are what we repeatedly do. This view elevates repeated behavior or habits as the core of culture. Hmm. We are what we repeatedly do. I like that. Hmm? Research also tells us that companies with a strong organizational culture tend to be more successful, having systems in place for to promote employee performance, productivity, and engagement. Hmm. A strong company culture is simply a prerequisite and a motivational factor for everyone to do their best at work. Would you agree to that? Absolutely. And intuitively, we know that a strong culture is essential for a company's overall health and competitiveness. As the famous phrase attributed to Peter Drucker points out, culture eats strategy for breakfast, Mm. right? Having the wrong culture undermines the best strategy. Important to note here is that cultures are dynamic. They shift incrementally and constantly in response to external and internal changes. So trying to assess organizational culture is complicated by the reality that you are trying to hit a moving target. Mm. But it also opens the possibility that culture change can be managed as a continuous process rather than through big shifts in response to crises, for example. Likewise, it highlights the idea that a stable destination may and should actually never be reached. The culture of the organization should always be learning and developing. Mm. I, I fully agree. Attempts to lock in a certain type of culture over the long term at best will fail. At worst, it will actually hinder the organization's competitiveness and sustainability. Mm. So why is organizational culture so important? What are your thoughts? Yeah, I think to start with, culture is inherently difficult to copy. The fast pace of innovation means that products and business models face the constant threat of being replicated. In this environment, the ultimate competitive advantage is a healthy culture that adapts to changing conditions to find new ways to succeed. I believe that organizational culture sets the brand identity. Mm, mm. A strong brand identity tends to attract not only more business, but also talents. 
and talented people want to work with other talented people. Mm. And a strong culture will result in a positive employee experience, reducing overall turnover. I think that's very true. I'm also a firm believer of the fact that culture cannot be imposed from the top down. Mm. You gotta grow it from the grassroots up. I mean, for us as a group, in our decentralized structure, we nurture and grow our culture by accommodating different perspectives. Last year, we acquired 30 new companies, and I'm convinced mm. our culture will grow and develop with them. It will indeed, and I guess that it's a good segue, actually, into exploring what reflects a good organizational culture. What are your reflections here? Well, well, for one, um, employee retention is a strong indicator of a strong company culture. I mean, simply put, happy, engaged employees who are offered continued opportunities for growth are more likely to stay. Mm. Workplace involvement is another criteria. A good company culture supports involvement and provides positive, fun ways for employees to get together, share and learn from each other. I also believe transparency is key here. Mm. A lack of communication from the top down creates a culture of insecurity and uncertainty. Workplaces with positive culture support a philosophy of transparency so that every team member feels that they know where they stand and where the company is headed. Yes, I fully agree. And important to note is that a good company culture doesn't just manifest itself out of thin air. First, it has to be articulated and continuously communicated throughout the organization mm. and lived out by the leadership and employees at every level. A positive company culture speaks to values that every employee knows by heart. I'm also convinced that job satisfaction is closely tied to the opportunities employees have for learning and growth. Mm. So organizations with strong infrastructures that support employee growth, both in philosophy and with actual resources and actions, foster a strong sense of culture and community. I think that's so true. So what are some of the red flags that we should be aware of? When do we know we need to change company culture and how do we go about doing that? Yeah, I believe one clear warning sign is if the majority of people in an organization fits the same demographic, neglecting the important notion of culture add. So great companies and institutions embrace diversity of thought, mm. perspectives, experiences, and approaches across the talent life cycle. This should be reflected in the teams and, of course, employees that we interact with on a daily basis. Yeah, I fully agree there. I also think another warning signal is when people talk about culture, but the behavior in the organization is showing something totally different. Mm. Someone once said that culture is what everyone is doing when no one else is watching. Oh, that's very true. And when it comes to culture change, I believe that the first step is to recognize that it is hard work. It's challenging mm. enough to change one's own habits, <laughs> never mind those of thousands of employees. For many companies, cultural norms have become deeply ingrained over many years. While some people will welcome change, of course, others may see current norms as part of the organization's success. So what took us here may not take us further. <laughs> I think that's very true. And for culture change to happen, I believe communication is a key ingredient. Transparent and open communication where questions are encouraged and messages simplified and well understood. This requires feedback loops to be built into everyday work and active listening at all levels in the organization. And maybe most importantly, consistency in communication. Hmm. If people feel your leadership efforts are consistent, they will feel a sense of stability. Stability creates trust and trust lays the foundation for openness and openness sets the scene for dialogue and communication. 
Absolutely. I, I also believe that shared responsibility for culture throughout an organization involves different people and functions within the organization playing mm -hmm. different roles in developing and maintaining that culture. To achieve the desired culture, everyone must have a clear, consistent, and common understanding of it. And everyone must work together in a deliberate and coordinated effort to cultivate it. Yep, we're in it together, right? So mm. for sure, while each person or group is accountable in their own way, everyone shares accountability for achieving the desired culture. And if we talk about leaders, shaping culture is an integral part of leadership, whether it is explicitly listed in one's job description or not. Mm. In fact, I would state that it's probably the, the most important part. I fully agree with you there. And as leaders, we are expected to role model behaviors aligned with values to, to shape and nurture that organizational culture, of course. Mm. Indeed. So, Dawn, I believe it or not, we're getting closer to the end again. <laughs> Already. <laughs> We've been talking about what reflects a strong culture and how to safeguard and grow it. Should we try to summarize and leave our listeners with some key takeaways? Yes, let's do that. So, to summarize, culture is deeply embedded in values, assumptions, behaviors, and attitudes. It is, in essence, the human glue that makes a company unique. Mm. Organizations see culture as a basis for attracting and retaining key talent, customers, and business partners. And in an increasingly service-based economy, the right culture provides the basis of innovation and flexibility at a time that organizations need to be agile. So in a world where change is constant, culture becomes even more important because organizations with high-performing cultures thrive on that change. Mm, well said and so true. I mean, culture starts with what people do and how they do it. In any industry, what people do may not differ that dramatically, mm. but high-performing organizations distinguish themselves in how they do it. This aggregated effect of what is done and how it is done ultimately determines an organization's culture, and through that, its performance. Mm. Well, well, I have truly enjoyed our conversation as always, Dorna. Uh, and thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. And to all our listeners out there, thanks for joining us. Stay healthy and safe.